Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Thank you for the opportunity that you give us, Lord, to be in church to receive your word. We bless you, Lord, and we thank you for a great opportunity that we have to serve you, to live for you, to do your will. Thank you for your blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. Turn with me to Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8. And uh, my subject this morning is the other side of Christianity. The other side. Now, um, today is Covenant Sunday morning, and um, it is a morning that we want to rededicate our lives to the Lord. Amen. We want to make a covenant with God this morning. And um, when I finish preaching, I'm going to ask all of us to write down uh, a covenant we want to make with the Lord, a promise, as it were, of something that we want to dedicate ourselves to. Uh, You must be sure of yourself before you make a covenant with the Lord, because the Lord does not have pleasure in things that are not real. So we must commit ourselves and ask the Lord to help us in the coming year. Amen. And so I want to share with you something that I believe will guide you and help you to uh, make a covenant with the Lord this morning. And that's why I'm preaching about the other side. Amen. In Luke chapter 8, verse 22, And now it came to pass on a certain day that he went into a ship with his disciples. I know, let's Let's um, read from verse 19, Luke chapter 8, verse 19. Then came to him his mother and his brethren, and could not come at him for the press. In other words, there were lots of people there, and so they could not get to Jesus. And, um, and it was told him by a certain which said, Thy mother and thy brethren stand without desiring to see thee. And he answered and said unto them, My mother and my brethren are these which hear the word of God and do it. Amen. Verse 22. Now it came to pass on a certain day that he went into a ship with his disciples. And he said unto them, let us go over unto the other side. Everybody say the other side. The other side. The other side. side. All right. The other side of the lake. And they launched forth. But as they sailed, he fell asleep. And there came down a storm of wind on the lake, and they were filled with water. They were filled with water and were in jeopardy. And they came to him and awoke him, saying, Master, Master, we perish. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they ceased, and there was a calm. And he said unto them, Where is your faith? And they, being afraid, wondered, saying to one another, 
What manner of man is this? For he commanded even the wind and water, and they obey him. Verse 26. And they arrived at the country of the Gadarenes, which is over against Galilee. And when he went forth to land, there met him out of the city a certain man which had devils a long time, and wear no clothes, neither abode in any house but in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of God, most high? I beseech thee, torment me not. For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of him. For oftentimes it had caught him, and he was kept bound with chains and in fetters, and he brake the bands, and was driven of the devil into the wilderness. And Jesus asked, What is thy name? And he said, Legion, because many devils were entered into him. And they besought him that he would not command them to go out into the deep. And there was a herd of many swine feeding on the mountain, and they besought him that he would suffer them to enter into them. And he suffered them. Then went the devils out of the man and entered into the swine, and the herd ran violently down a steep place into the lake and were choked. And when they that fed them saw what was done, they fled and went and told it in the city and in the country. Then they went out to see what was done, and they came to Jesus and found the man of whom the devils were departed, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. And they also which saw it told them by what means he that was possessed of the devils was healed. That the whole multitude of the country of the Gadarenes round about besought him to depart from them, for they were taken with great fear. And he went up into the ship and returned back again. Now the man out of whom the devils were departed besought him that he might be with him, but Jesus sent him away, saying, Return to thine own house, and show how great things God hath done unto thee. And he went his way and published through the whole city how great things Jesus had done unto him. Clap for Jesus, please. All right. Now, uh, there are two sides usually to every story. Is that not so? When you are... Uh, inexperienced and somebody tells you um, his version of the quarrel you will often think the person is so right in fact the Bible says that he that pleadeth his cause first soundeth just and the one who says his story or his problem or his side or his version of the matter always sounds very very right so as you become more but when you hear the other side you, 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 you'll be so surprised to find out that there is another side of this whole thing which if you had known, you wouldn't have reacted that way. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So there's another side to many things. Sometimes you, 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 you hear that someone killed his wife. Then, you know, they say, oh, what a bad man. What a wicked man. What an evil man. Then you go into the story and you find out um, that... Uh, uh, there's some other side to the story, and there was something that uh, uh, was going on, and uh, in fact, the wife was the one trying to kill him, and uh, he had to kill her in self-defense. <laughs> that sounds like a very convincing story, but I remember one uh, a lady who came to see some of the pastors, and she, her husband was a pastor, and she was so crying, she was so sad, she said, you know, my husband beat me, and he's very you know, wicked, and she's suffering, and he's beating her, and she showed him, um, she, she was complaining, 
so much about him. So the pastor sent to go and call the, this other younger pastor to come, and he apparently didn't come. And they called him again, he didn't come. Eventually, they got hold of him, and he came. Uh, when they confronted him on why he was beating his wife and mistreating her, he was amazed. He said, me beating her? Then he took off his shirt and showed his scars. Uh, how his wife rather had been beating him, and he has rather been suffering in the house. So there was another side to the story. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So that's a true story, anyway. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, there's always another side, amen, to, to the whole picture. And so Christianity also has what I call the other side, amen. There, there, are, there, there is the joy of Christianity. There's a joy of knowing the Lord. There's a joy of, of being a Christian and being happy in our salvation, all right? Uh, there's the, the family aspect of belonging to something, belonging to a family which perhaps you did not have before. And there's the celebration and the blessing and the prosperity and the, the, the dominion and the answers to prayer and God's hand and favor and his solutions that he brings to our lives. All these are things we enjoy in Christianity. All right? Now, Jesus was here, as you can see, he was talking to his mother and his brethren a few moments earlier, and um, he was on one side of the lake. Then suddenly, he said to his disciples, let's go to the other side. All right? And I want you to know that uh, God wants you to go to the other side because there is another side of the lake. Because it's all part of Galilee, but there is another side or another aspect that you need to go into. Amen. And many of us are Christians. Many of us are born again. Uh, we live in Christ. We come to church. Uh, especially we come on, uh, on special days and so on. Uh, and so on. But we need to know that there is another side to Christianity apart from just coming to church on a Sunday. Can I have an amen? Yeah. Tell somebody the other side. Yes. Now, what lies on the other side? On the other side is someone who really needs help. And someone who is lost. And someone who is dying. And someone who needs to know Jesus. Someone who will benefit greatly from meeting Christ. Someone who is in a very difficult situation. Are you listening to me? And that is the other side. The other side of our great celebration in Christ is that there are people who need to hear and who need to know about our Savior. Because this madman, right, is something, it's a problem we know about. Even today, we have exactly this description. You could describe somebody walking in Ghana exactly by reading the Bible, wearing no clothes, walking about, living in a cemetery, living among the tombs. No one can catch him. No one can bind him. You could have described this 2,000 years later. You have the same problem. In spite of our medical advances, we still have not been able to solve many of these problems but ladies and gentlemen there is somebody who has a solution to every problem hallelujah and his name is jesus christ i said his name is jesus and if it were not for jesus you and i would not be here amen and so jesus 
knew that there was somebody on the other side. You see, ladies and gentlemen, if it were not for CNN and if it were not for the news stations, we wouldn't know what's happening in Thailand. And we wouldn't know what's happening in Indonesia. And we didn't know that 100,000 people are dead. But on the other side, there's a lot of sadness. Uh, people cannot find their mothers. They cannot find their relatives. They cannot, the, because the waves came and took everybody away. In, in, in 10 minutes, you know, the waves came in 4 kilometers and took everything away. A wave which can knock down a train. You get it? And, and that should tell you. And drowned hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people. Or thousands of people. So we are sitting here happy, having our carnivals, uh, having our parties, having our 31st December services, having our good times. But on the other side, there are people who are lost, and there are people who are dying, and there are people who need help. And that's the other side of the reality. Because you can sit in America and have everything, all the money, all the silver, all the comforts. But on the other side, there are people who are suffering, who are dying, who are perishing, who are lost. And the time comes when Jesus says to his followers, let us go to the other side now. We have had a good time on this side. We have been blessed on this side. Everything is okay on this side. But let us go to the other side. Where people are lost and people are dying and people need help. We pray for our prosperity. We've had our blessings. We, many of us didn't come from normal homes where there's a husband and a wife and children. But now today, you are husband and wife and there's a, a, a children or husband and wife and a nuclear family. You didn't have that before. Christ has given all these things to you. Weddings we have, they're all church-based and God-based. We are blessed. We come and sit in church like normal human beings. But you see, there is another side to this whole picture. And on the other side is madness. It's chaos. It's living in cemeteries, living in darkness. Living in sorrow, in pain. The Bible says, and, and he cut himself day and night. People who are tormented. People who are suffering. People who don't know God. In spite of the joy that we have on this side of the lake, on the other side, there is great darkness. And that darkness needs only one person. And that person is Jesus Christ. And we must go to the other side. And I didn't say let's go to the other side. Jesus said to his disciples, they were comfortable, they were happy, everything was going well, but he said, let us go to the other side. Now let me tell you something. One day, you are going to be held accountable for the things you obeyed God about. What he told you do. Do. And as your pastor, I want to say, listen, like I shared on 31st December, it's a year of having compassion for the lost. Many of you were not here on 31st December. How many were not here on 31st? Give me a wave. Yeah. It's a year for us to now think about someone who is half dead. There are a lot of half dead people and people who are just about to die. And if you think this country is a Christian country, uh, you, you, you should not think that way because it's not correct. There are many so-called professing Christians who call on the name of Christ and the next moment you don't know whether they are devils or demons or evil spirits. There are a lot of people who bandy about the name of Christ but don't know a thing about Jesus Christ and are not serious and committed. And you must decide to be a committed Christian this year. Because there are a whole lot of us, when we go to work, when we go to our leisure place, we don't know whether we are born again or what are we. We don't know what, we, don't know what we are. We cannot take Jesus Christ as 
a soccer team that we belong to. I belong to House of Folk. I belong to Kotoko. I support this. I support that. And just need to say, I support Christ. We've got to go to the other side of Christianity, the deeper walk, the walk where we have to work for Him. And I will never stop saying it. If you think I'll stop saying, you better go to another church, maybe. But I'm not going to stop saying what I'm saying. Yeah, if you don't want to hear what I'm saying, you may find another church to, to go to. But I'm telling you that as you come here, I'm going to share with you what God has given to me. And that he's saying, let's go to the other side. Now, when they got on the way to the other side, a storm came up. The devil, you see, as we come and we make our covenants, the devil will raise up storms to try to prevent you from going to the other side to do what you have to do. How many times we decide, I'm going to serve God. I'm going to do his will. I'm going to work for him. I'm going to the other side. Now on the way, a storm comes up. A financial storm. A marital storm. A social storm. All kinds of storms. Academic storms. A storm of life. And immediately, the disciples wanted to turn around. They wanted to go back. And they thought that they were in trouble. And look at these disciples saying, Lord... Care not that we perish. Not true. You are not perishing. Your problem is nothing compared to someone who doesn't know God. The real person who is perishing is on the other side. You are not perishing. You don't have a problem. Jesus is in your boat. The real person, the perishing person, is on the other side. The guy is a lunatic. He's cutting himself with stones, living in, in a cemetery, dying from whatever disease, and he's out there, and he is the real person who is perishing. You see, the church is full of Christians who think they are perishing. I'm perishing because I don't have a DVD. Yeah, I'm perishing because I don't have any. I've got a video deck, but I, I need a DVD. So, Lord, Lord, move, Lord, Lord, take my life, Lord, do something. I'm perishing because they've not promoted me at work. But ladies and gentlemen, you see, this is the mind of the disciples. Say, Lord, don't you care that we perish? Who is perishing? On the other side is the real man who is really perishing. And Jesus is saying, let's go to the other side. The other side has a man who is perishing. That's where we have to go. That's the real perishing. Not somebody who is being rocked a little on the sea. When Jesus is right in your boat... My quarrel with my wife. My wife is not cooking spaghetti for me. Every day is Gary Photo. Gary Photo. I'm tired of Gary Photo. I want spaghetti. Lord, care us not that I perish with this Gary Photo. Oh. My husband comes home late. Your husband comes home late, so you are perishing. Lord, care us not I that I perish. Even that you have a husband and that he even comes home. These are two blessings. Before coming late is a third problem. You should thank God that you have one and you should thank God that he comes home. Lord, care us not out that I pray because I can't sleep in that. My babies, they are disturbing me. I can't sleep. Care us not out that I Care us not out that I perish. Come on, let's wake up. You are not perishing. You don't have a problem. The real problem is on the other side of the lake. That's where the real situations are. We've got to go to the other side. 
People are dying. People are lost. Let me tell you something. Someone who does not know Christ and someone who is going to hell is the most pitiful being on this earth. One day I had a vision. I saw a man. Where's Jerry? I saw a man sitting uh, in a room. In a beautiful room. Glass windows. Glass doors and windows. Carpet. Brown carpet. And he was there smoking a cigar and he had a, he had a glass of a drink, alcohol, something. And he was there. And he was alone, quiet in an air-conditioned room. And then the Lord said to me, see this man, he's waiting for you. He's lost. He's dying. He's depressed. He's alone. He's rich. He has money. He has everything, but he has nothing. He's waiting for you. Dad, he's waiting for you. You have to go. He said to me, you have to find this man and tell him about Jesus. What shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? You ask all the so-called rich people whether the things they have can give them joy and satisfaction. We are not perishing. Somebody is perishing. And the devil is making us feel that we are perishing, but we are not perishing. We have to rise up in the new year and be obedient to God for a change. When he says, let's go to the other side. There is another side of this Christian game. There's another side to the church apart from Sunday services. There's another side apart from wearing your nice dress and coming around. There's another side to the church apart from coming and enjoying a convention where Reverend Eastwood comes around. There's another side to Christianity apart from being blessed Sunday after Sunday, message after message, book after book, tape after tape. There's another side. There's another side to this whole Christian life. And God is calling you, come out of sitting in your comfort on this side because on this side everything looks okay. But on the other side, the reality is that there is a big trouble there. And somebody has to go. We have to make a covenant that we are going to believe what we say we believe. On 31st that you should have seen hundreds of people who came to give their life to Jesus. The next day for baptism, only about 54 people came. Yeah. You see, many say, but they don't really believe. We claim we believe, but we don't believe. We claim we belong, but we don't belong. That is why Muslims are now the ones who are teaching us about faith. The Islamic religion is one of the best examples of faith today. Yeah. Is the one of the best examples. They believe in heaven greatly. All the, almost all the suicide bombers believe greatly that there is heaven. Women pledge their children. We in this church and in Christian churches, we wouldn't want to give our child even to be a priest. I was talking to one lady, she was talking about Methodist priests, and so I said, you see, it's the way, and, and the way she was talking about her priest, I said, the way you talk about the priest, that is why you don't want your child to be a priest or a pastor. Because you despise them. You will never want to give your child. But there are Muslims in Palestine who pledge their children. I want my little boy, when he's 20 years old, to become a suicide bomber. That's the best example of faith. But we don't believe. So Jesus said, where is your faith? Where is your faith, disciples? You would think that if there were Christians, we would be people of faith. But we are like people without faith. Where is your faith? What shows that you believe? We have more faith in NBC and more faith in NPP than we have in God and in his word. 
God is calling us to go to the other side. What you are saying, careth not all that we perish, is nothing. The real trouble is on the other side. We are going to get out of our comfort zones where everything is working. We can't keep it to ourselves. We've got to tell somebody else. We can't keep it to ourselves. We've got to go out. Somebody's lost. Somebody is dying. Please, this year, by God's grace, we are, we are embarking on a million soul campaign to win one million souls. Crusades in schools, crusades in, 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 in universities, crusades in towns and villages. The Healing Jesus Crusade is going full swing. Every Sunday, there'll be programs everywhere. Many times you may not even see me here on a Sunday morning. Preaching everywhere, winning souls, trying to go out because there's somebody lost, somebody dying. And you've got to help us to go to the other side. We've got to go. All of us must go. We've got to get involved. There's more to Christians that are coming to sit here on a Sunday. There's Thursday. There's Tuesday. There's Monday. This whole week we've been in church. We've been in church on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Many of you were not here because you, you, are, you are on the other side. And when Jesus said, come on, son, let's go. There's another side of Christianity. We have a speaker coming all the way from Ukraine. Many of you wouldn't bother to come. But you would bother to go to the stadium or to a carnival. How many were at the carnival yesterday? At Osu? You, you, raise your hand. You, 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 they can't raise their hands. Tell the person next to you, you look like somebody I saw there yesterday. <laughs> Sing me that song. I can't keep it to myself. Come.
yourself this year. Somebody's lost. go. We must go. Listen. Hell is real. Every day thousands of people die and go to hell. That's why I'm a preacher. You, you may wonder if you think I'm doing what I'm doing for, for a salary. You, 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 you are completely at sea. You are on the sea. We are on the land. You are lost. I'm doing this because God called me and because he has put on my heart what is real. We shall gain the whole world, but we will die and go out of this world. And our passion and our mission is to tell. Where is Apache? Apache, are you here? Okay. Everybody here, I want you to make a covenant with the Lord. We are going to obey him. We are going to win souls. I, I want to give you a challenge to win 100 souls this year. You thought I would say one soul. 100 100. 100 people. Prof, can you win 100 people to Christ? You'll try. Apache, you said the Lord spoke to you to win souls. How many souls? Five souls a day. Five souls every day. How much does that come to? For 365 days a day. Thousand each and 25 souls. 1,825 souls. He says the Lord spoke to him to win, try and win five souls every day. We can't keep it to ourselves. And your, your vision is what? To get more money, isn't it? You see the difference between you and this young man? 1,825 souls. He's not a known preacher. It's just nobody around. That's that, that his goal. We can't keep it to ourselves. There are so many people who don't know about Jesus. The real trouble, I'm telling you, is to not know Christ and to die and go to hell. And there are thousands, thousands who need to. Even you, you are sitting there, you are in danger. You know yourself. I want us to make a covenant to obey the Lord this year. To win souls. And when we do it, we'll be blessed. Yeah. yeah. I'm not here to promise you money. The check was not made for that. God will give us the money that we need when we need it. Let's obey him. Let's believe. Let's leave our comfort zones this year. And do, let's go to the other side. There is another side to this whole thing. Thank you. Who has worked in a kitchen before? A kitchen in a restaurant. How many have been to a restaurant before to eat? They give you nice food. Pray that you don't see the kitchen. Because if you see the kitchen, you won't like the food again. Do you know that? One day I went to a restaurant and I was enjoying the food. And I don't know what happened and I had to get up. And I, when I go to the kitchen, the flies that were moving around, you see, and flies, there are four ways by which flies transmit. In fact, when they sit on feces, 
then they can, it sits on their hairs. They have small, small hairs. They also ingest it and then they regurgitate it. And various ways, they move around toilet and other things from the gutter. So when I see flies, I can't eat. So when I saw the way the place was, hush, I realized that there was another side to this nice plate of food that I have seen. So every restaurant, sometimes you see the plate looks very clean. They use a duster to wipe the, 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 the plate. Let's say the food, when they serve it in, they use a duster to wipe the side. A very old duster that they pick from somewhere, they wipe it. So the plate comes looking very clean with the rice or whatever that is on it. But they've wiped it. <laughs> there's another side to food. <laughs> You see the thing looking nice, but there's another side, the blood and all those things that go to making the food. Ladies and gentlemen, there is another side to this Christianity that we are all enjoying. And God is calling us to make a covenant, to come to another side and experience another aspect of Christianity. Not just the sit in the restaurant and receive the thing, but let's go and find the chicken and kill it. Let's be involved in the blood. Let's be involved in the real work of God. Let those of us who don't pay tithes get involved by paying your tithes to you advance the work of God. Let's be involved by giving offerings. Let's be involved by supporting. Don't, don't criticize us. But when you criticize us, God will whip you so hard you'll be surprised. You'll be whipped this year. Because you are criticizing things you don't understand. Let's rise up and do his will. Let's leave our comfort zone. Let's believe God. Let us have faith. Let us stop thinking that we are perishing. We are not perishing at all. We don't have any problem compared to the real problem that many people have. And God is going to bless us abundantly. I am a good example of that. I gave my life and my, my whole life to God to serve him in the ministry some years ago. I thought I was doomed to be the poorest man and I decided that I, I was going to be a poor person for the rest of my life. God has blessed me beyond my imagination. I cannot even share with you my blessings. When you serve God, he will look after you. God will not demote you. God will not destroy you. God will not reduce you. Stop thinking we will perish. My business will get spoiled. My work will not go on well. My marriage will not go. Stop that thinking. Careless not that we perish. God is the one who cares for you. He cares for your business. He cares for your life more than anything else. Take that thing out of your mind. Careless out thou not that we perish. My business perish. My life perish. My business perish. My school, my days, my that. No. The real perishing is there. And as you go to the other side, you will find fulfillment and great joy. Today I want you to make a covenant with the Lord. Everybody take out a piece of paper and uh, just a small piece of paper. That's something symbolic. You don't even have to write your name or anything. I want us to make a covenant with God today. I want to say, Lord, I want to make a promise to you to go to the other side, to live for you, to serve you. There are many people who don't know about God. There's a God out there who cares. Let's make a covenant to the Lord today. Lord, I'm going to help your work by giving offerings. Make a personal promise to the Lord. Write it on a piece of paper. We squeeze it. We are going to put it in the offering bowl today. Make that promise to God. This is Covenant Sunday, the first Sunday of the year. Let's renew our pledge to God, to his will and to his word. God will bless us as we do that. Everybody, just write it on a piece of paper. I want to pray with you over this as we come to the end of our service. Let's go to the other side. Let's go to the other side. There is a man who is cutting himself there.
There's a man whose only solution is Jesus Christ, but he does not know. How will they know grace? How will they know? How will they know? How will they know? How will they know? How will they know that there is a God above? Write down your commitment to the Lord. He can heal if they give him a chance. I must go. to the Lord today as Covenant Sunday. How will they find out that there is a God above? I must go. We must go. Let's all stand to our feet and pray with it. You know, I was going to receive it, this in the offering basket, but I think a good place for you to keep it is in your Bible. Because it will, help, it will help you to remember. Lift it up, everybody. I want us to pray together. Everybody, just speak to the Lord. 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 Same song, same song. Commit yourself. The other side. Commit yourself to God. Lord, thank you, Lord, as you use us, Lord. 
as you take our lives, Lord. Take our lives, Lord. Let it be what you want it to be in the coming year. Thank you for your blessing. Thank you. Thank you. Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I live 